Welcome to an all-new episode of Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter, and on today's episode, I'll try to make friends with self-described humorist and radio producer Court Freeman faster than someone from Michigan will throw their palm in your face to show you which part of the state they grew up in. I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Court, welcome to the Fast Friends Podcast. That was awesome. Thank you. So yeah, where, way, it's, where, like, it's like the thumb, like the, the the bottom of the thumb. Okay, where? So wait, where are you from? Clarkston, Michigan. Okay. So, yep, just the bottom of that little thumb there. Forty-five that, minutes north of Detroit. Okay. Okay. Right on. So I've been in Chicago for like fifteen years now, the Chicago area, um, and I didn't really know that many people from that were from Michigan, like where I grew up, and so I had never actually encountered the like hand thing. And I, and then like I started at my job and like a lot of people from Michigan have moved to Chicago. Right. So right. like people just started doing it and I'm like, what the, what the hell is going on? So I had no idea. Um, I never realized how often we do it until somebody else like calls you out and do the hand thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's literally, I feel like it became like a thing. Like the second you would ask somebody, you'd be like, Oh, where, like, where did you grow up or whatever? And they would say like in Michigan. And then they would immediately like put the <laughs> hand up, you know, it's like, Jesus. All right. I get it. What, what's amazing is like, you know, we use it, but, but Florida doesn't choose to use it. You can just do a different little hand angle and Florida can easily do it too. But, but I guess we own it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys took that, I guess. That's amazing. Is court your real name? It is. I get asked okay. that all the time. Like, what is it? Cortland? Is it Cortez? Is it Cortis? <laughs> it's just Court. Just Court. Okay. I was going to ask you if it was short for something. No, he was a, a surfer in Hawaii. My parents were really into like windsurfing. And I guess in February, the month I was born, he was on the cover of like windsurfing magazine, Court Larnard. Okay. And so it's, it's a different name. Have you ever met Court Larnard? I, I finally, a couple of years ago, messaged him on Facebook and he messaged me back and I thought that was pretty cool, but I've never yeah, met him. That is cool. <laughs> that is very cool. Um, also, wait, your parents are really into surfing. Do, do you, do, can you do a lot of that in Michigan? Uh, a lot of windsurfing. Yeah. Like on Lake Michigan, Superior, oh, okay. but then they would travel too, but okay. uh, not, <laughs> not the other surfing. It's a little okay. difficult. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It's awesome to have you here. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, uh, I'll give you just a quick breakdown of the premise. Um, there's three rounds. It's somewhat structured. The first round will be called Fast Forward. We'll just go through like your life, um, you know, things like that, uh, career, et cetera. The second round is called Five for Five, where uh, I have five questions prepared. You, I think, have five questions prepared. So we'll ping I pong do. back and forth. Great, great. <laughs> and then the third round will be the Fast Friends Fortune Teller, where we'll use this paper fortune teller to reveal an activity that we'll play. And then we'll end with a friend request at the end. I Any love questions? It. Thanks. No, let's, Thanks. let's roll. <laughs> let's roll. All right, we'll jump right into the fast forward round then. So we've already established you're from the Detroit area. What was your childhood like growing up um, there? Were you like an only child? Like, were you, did you have a lot of money? Were you like very working class? Those are a lot of questions. I'll stop now. <laughs> no, I, I would say it like average. Like it was average. like your, your normal 
like childhood. I grew up, I have a, a younger brother. He's a year younger than me. We get along great. I played sports growing up. Uh, that was like 40 pounds ago. Um, <laughs> you know, I was in like all like the clubs in school. Like, so people who know me now would have been very shocked to know like high school court. Okay. Because what? very studious. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that comes across a little bit, I think, in your on-air personality. It does. Yeah. Uh, once in a while it comes, because a lot of people will either think I'm the dumbest guy on earth or other people will think I'm a know-it-all smart aleck. It's like, <laughs> where, why, where, where, how does this happen? Why so polarizing? <laughs> oh, geez. So you, uh, very average, very average upbringing. Were you, when you were young, did you have an interest in like going into broadcasting or like even doing comedy at that age? Or like, did you even know about those things? Like what, what did you want to do? Yes. Uh, that's kind of the weird part, man. Like it's all played out exactly how I would have wanted it to when I was younger. Uh, I grew up listening to Mojo in the morning in Detroit, a huge show. Uh, and they did like phone scams. Uh, you know, a okay. lot of morning shows will do those. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And so I grew up like I wanted to do that. And then I got to like college and my, my parents were kind of like, like radio, like, you know, you could, you could be a CEO. You could, you could do marketing. Like you, you sure you want to do radio? And then I went and I did one shift at, uh, in college at Michigan state at impact FM and it went well. Uh, and they were like, Hey, like that was awesome. We want to offer you a shift every weekday from three till 6 AM for free. Wow. <laughs> for free yeah <laughs> i quit <laughs> that was my only uh, shift i was like i'm not interested and i after that i never i didn't go back to radio until like a long time because i kind of focused on like tv and stand-up in college and then i was right. like radio like what do i know about it early mornings and low pay no thank you right right oh geez okay so um as a kid then you you obviously were attracted to sort of like the humor of of that. Were you were you yourself funny? Like were you like a class clown? Like did you crack jokes and stuff at school? Were you quiet and studious? Like were you all of the above? I I was more of a class clown. I'm kind of I'm still upset about it this day. Um, my high school, my graduating class was probably the only graduating class ever to not have class clown as a superlative mock collection award. So wow. to this, I would have. I think I'm convinced I would have won. And now yeah. all these years later, I still think about why didn't we have that? Uh, but even in elementary school, I was I liked attention. And I yeah. think I was a louder, more extrovert before than I am now. OK. A couple of thoughts on the <laughs> on the mock election um, to. Well, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, my first is we had a I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago who went to the same high school I went to, but like much later than me. Mm -hmm. Um and she said that they stopped doing superlatives altogether because it was like hurting people's feelings that they weren't winning them. <laughs> no, which I'm they, like, Jesus. They they had like all the ones that you would get upset about, you know, like yeah, most yeah. attractive. Like how is that mm -hmm. one? But the class clown isn't most flirtatious, yeah. best ass. What? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but not class clown. Um, yeah. The other thought is like you could, you know, I don't know. Uh, there are some people that just, even when they lose an election, just say that they won it a lot. <laughs> so you could just start spreading that if you wanted, I think, and no. it could work out for you. No, I'm, I'm actually, it's funny you brought this up because <laughs> a, a couple weeks or months ago, I don't know, I lose track of time. I actually reached back out to my high school being like, you know, <laughs> they give out awards like, um, oh, and I hate pronouncing this word, posthumously when you die. Yeah, yeah. 
how about posthumously? Like now that <laughs> I've like done stuff, how about I come back and I win the 2009 award for class clown? And they, they're thinking about it. They're like, oh, yeah, next time you come to town, like, let us know. And so oh. I'm trying to stay in touch with them. I think that would be the funniest thing ever for this grown man to show up at a high school <laughs> and, like, accept an award at, like, a pep rally. That is, yeah, I think that would be, first of all, I encourage you to do it. I have a similar, um, my, as a child, I was, like, very, I was, an, I'm still a nerd, but, like, I was very, like, into, like, academic performance. I didn't really have a lot going for me. So I was, like, <laughs> I'll do really well with school. And uh, they had something at my school, that my little elementary school of, like, 600 kids that was like, uh, it was student of the week. And so you had to be nominated by like the teachers. And then like the, there would be like a voting amongst the faculty. I don't know. So I got nominated multiple times for student of the week, but I never actually got it. And like my youngest brother got student of the week. And, um, so it's been like a thing my whole life where my parents are like, Oh, but your brother Ryan was student of the week. Like, why weren't you ever good enough? You know, like it's been a thing forever. And my wife, Oh yeah. My wife, a couple, like, this is at this point, probably like five, six years ago, she contacted the principal there because I was going back to do something like, uh, it was like, come back and talk about like your career and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, so she reached out to the principal without me knowing. And like, <laughs> I was, I was awarded like the student of the week. Um, Get out. when I went post, back, yeah, post look, humorously, yeah. post humorously. <laughs> and it's right next to you. Wow. Oh, of course it's right next to me. Of course <laughs> I sleep with it under my pillow. Um, <laughs> So I would encourage you. It's never too late, Court. Go back. Get it. No, I'm in touch. It's so funny. We both can't get over that. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's like little things like that where you're like, I don't know, as a, and I'll be the first one to say that like participation trophies and stuff are dumb, but like, that was something that like you worked really hard towards and like, you don't, you know, it's like, I never was able to achieve that. And it wasn't any of my doing, right? Like it was like a rigged system. I don't know. Um, what was your first job that you ever had? Oh, first job I did again, you know, these one and dones. I did a shift as a bus boy. <laughs> oh. I hated it. Uh, I dropped a, a knife into a guy's shirt like a, he had like a, a pocket on his chest. <laughs> a knife fell into it. Uh, I, I brought I took away food when they weren't done. It was just an awful shift. Like all the bad stuff you could imagine a bus boy doing. I did on that one shift. Wow. In like less than eight hours, probably. Because yeah. I'm assuming oh, yeah, no. you were probably a teenager. <laughs> I think we walked. It was supposed to be an eight-hour shift. I think I was out the door after five. Wow. Um, what re- Can you say what restaurant it was? Yeah, it was uh, Deer Lake Banquet Center. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know local, if it was like Big no. Boy or something. No, I did I did in high school work at Jet's Pizza, and that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Their ranch? Oh, ah. it's the best ranch. The absolute it's so best. Good. And it's one of those things, you know, people always say like, oh, did you get sick of it working there and eating it all the time? No. No, no, I would eat jets anytime. A jets boat sounds amazing. Actually, maybe I'll order that when we're done. <laughs> and we then usually I order the weird... ranch by the bottle. Oh, dude, it, right? A gallon yeah. of it. Yeah. And you'd I'm use sorry. it all. I didn't mean to cut no. you off. <laughs> no, I was just thinking like the fact I had so many weird jobs in high school. Uh, I worked at a batting cage that nobody knew about. Okay. So we never, <laughs> a whole summer, we never had customers. It was just my friends who would come visit and I would let them play for free. And I thought it was all fun, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's free, you know, whatever. Nobody know. They shut down the next summer. They didn't have any money. Oh, and I no. kind of felt bad, like, uh, could, should I have made my friends pay? Like, would they still be in business had my friends paid the 75 cents? <laughs> yeah, not. you bankrupted them, probably. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, geez. Um, high school jobs are the best. I, yeah, I, sometimes I wish that I could have like a high school level job with like a professional salary. Like that would be amazing. <laughs> right. Like I'm right. just making pizzas and shit all day. <laughs> and like, yeah, amazing. making bank for it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So you started, you started stand up in like, two, you said 2011. Yeah. I was like a then, junior in college. So it wasn't long. You were like already doing things like the Klondike Comedy Showcase, which mm-hmm. um, you went on to win. And then you mentioned the Comedy Central thing, which came from a Comedy Now contest. How um, <laughs> how did you go from like, I had a great first set, bomb second set to like, I'm going to start doing these contests and then actually winning them in such a short amount of time? Like, did you just go live on stage? <laughs> it, it was a really crazy year. I didn't do a lot of stand-up was the thing. I got a job at a like a mortgage place. Like it was a nine to five job and I hated it. It was my first nine yeah. to five ever. And I realized like I can't do this. I will go mm-hmm. crazy. And so I really threw myself into Twitter and blogging. So I started a blog. Okay. And that's what really got the attention of Comedy Central. Um and that led to uh yep, like, you know, finding out about contests. So then through like Twitter and stuff. Yeah, I found out about Comedy Klondike Showcase hosted by Rob Delaney. Uh, the, the Comedy Now contest with Comedy Central and Pepsi was the other co-person on that. And so I just threw myself into all of these and and I, I really promoted them and that I was doing them. So that way it was kind of like a win-win for me and for the company so they would notice it. And I think sure. that kind of played into it. Uh, and so it was amazing that the Comedy Central one was like post a funny picture. And I, I did our family Christmas tree, and that year it had a, um, a blow-up doll on top of it. And that got the oh, most nice. votes because I promoted it and stuff. So I got to go out and be Stephen Colbert's social media correspondent for Colbchella 2012. And that went really well. He was a great dude, um, one of the best ever. And then, you know, worked hard. I, I mingled with the execs and was offered an internship and got to set choose, like, hey, do you want to go to L.A. or New York? I was like, nice. send me to the West. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it was just a wild, <laughs> wild year where I just realized I can't do nine to fives. So I need mm-hmm. to work my little butt off to for this comedy thing. Like if I want it, I'm going to really have to pursue it and be good at it. And I guess I kind of just got lucky that year. And that like really snowballed or, you know, lucky is modest. But, you know, like I got good momentum. Sure. Say. Sure. Yeah. This things, things lined up. Cause, right. Cause most of the time you don't just, most of the time people don't just get lucky, right? Like it's <laughs> right. not just luck. It's like a combination. So I think it's important to, to acknowledge the other part of that too. Um, that's awesome. What, um, what was the blog that you had and is it still active or is decommissioned at this point? I think it's down now. It, it was tainted hero comedy THC. Um, okay. <laughs> I thought that was witty. Uh, and I would just do, you know, little blogs about nothing, you know, top 10 lists of favorite foods, recipes. Uh, I started a web series called Campus Chowdown, where me and a buddy would do like uh, Adam Richmond's Man vs. Foods at like local campuses. So mm-hmm. we went to like Western Michigan, University of Michigan, Michigan State, and showed off their like college grub town, college grub spots, and their food challenges. We always ended it with a food challenge. And I dressed up like Guy Fieri and would do these and it was a really cool thing. It was just a lot of work. So I just threw myself into doing all of these. 
meanwhile, you're like balancing school, right? Like a full yeah. school schedule. Yeah, but, okay. But you know, school was always one of those things, man. It, it was so weird. Like school came naturally more than anything. Like the semesters I partied the hardest were like 4.0s. Like, and wow. my friends were like dropping out. Like I, I never understood, like, I kind of felt guilty. Like we would be doing everything together, but somehow I did well in the chaos yeah. and where they couldn't keep up with it. So it was kind of a weird situation. <laughs> okay. So, so you go back, finish school. Um, at this point, like, do you, you obviously know you don't want to do nine to fives. Do you, is this like when you started in TV? Yeah. So, so I came back from comedy central knowing like, I've got to keep pursuing this, uh, yeah. you know, any way I can, you know, like, cause they offered me a part-time job, like a, as a PA, and I was like, no, you know, I don't want to move out here and have a part-time job and then have to work part-time at CVS and a right. third job too. Like, so I'm going to come back to LA when I've earned it, you know, when mm -hmm. I'm ready for LA. Um, and so I came back, graduated and got a job writing and producing TV news. Cause I okay. thought, yeah, that I'm writing every day. I'm doing TV. I was so wrong. If, if you're trying to get into comedy writing, don't go into news. I was like, well, my title's producer. Like, this is cool. Right. No, no, yeah, I was so wrong. Uh, what, what market was that in? Uh, a thousand. Like, whatever, if you count markets, it was last. It was, okay. if, to go back to the mitten, it was way up here. Okay, right on. <laughs> right. It, was in the, right. it was like 100 miles north of the middle of nowhere. Okay. Just, For people that can't see, Court um, held up and pointed to his middle finger, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, may have two meanings. Um, right. Okay. So, so you're like, this is not working for me, right? Like no. you did it for a while, right? But Yeah, it was about a year, but I was going crazy. Uh, it, yeah. yeah, like Northern Michigan, it was August and it was still snowing. It made no mm -hmm. sense. It was just a horrible experience. And so then I got back into like that groove, like if I want to pursue comedy and make this work and not have to work nine to five, I'm going to have to find a different route. Yeah. And so I, I emailed the show I grew up listening to Mojo in the morning and told them like, Hey, you know, I'm coming back to town. I've worked for comedy central. Here are my videos. I would love to work for you. And they got back to me like that day, like come in tomorrow for an interview. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was nervous as hell. You know, the show I grew up listening to, like, these are like my heroes. Right. And, I'm sitting there waiting for my interview and Mojo walks past me and I'm just like starstruck. And he just looks at me and goes, you look like Jack Black and walks away. And I, <laughs> I'm like, that, is that it? Is that my interview? And then he goes and talks to Rachel. She comes back and interviews me again. And then I was told you're going to be hired and you're going to be called intern Jack Black. Okay. And I was going to ask you where that name came from. Cause I saw that some of your videos and stuff like content out there is yeah. under that like moniker. Okay. That makes sense. Before the beard <laughs> and like with the longer hair, I look, I did look a lot like him and it got mm -hmm. so annoying. That's actually why I decided to grow out the beard. Cause I wanted people <laughs> to stop saying I look like Jack Black and then he grew out a beard. Yeah, of course. Like, okay. Of I got to go longer now. <laughs> They used to say you look like a skinnier Jack Black. They stopped saying they stopped saying the skinny part. <laughs> you know, I mean, it happens to the best of us. We're in we're in a pandemic court. Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, oh, trust me. Okay, 
so so you go back and interview it's like it's got to be the surreal moment this show that you listened to growing up these people like you're starstruck um and they're like yeah we're gonna call you this <laughs> what 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 was your role like what did they what did they have you start doing at first so it was supposed to just be like you know screening the phones and and in the back like uh you know they had a segment called like back in the day and it was like hey okay in this year uh the detroit red wings won the stanley cup it was also the year lady gaga had her first number one and you know and then like the callers would have to call up and be like oh 2008 and they would okay. win so i would have to like part of the job is like an intern there would be like looking up these facts you know like hey the year's gonna be 2008 look up three facts for it so just a okay. lot of research but they quickly found I was too goofy to be doing any of that. <laughs> um, and it started, I think, you know, the, the real intern Jack Black came to life on St. Patrick's Day when uh, there was a news, Channel 2 Detroit was outside of like, the restaurant we were doing a live broadcast at. And I looked at the TV. I was like, that's like right where we are. So I ripped off my shirt and went around the corner and came behind the live shot, just looking confused. And the, the, reporter like saw me and was like sir like what are you doing like what what's happening here and i just like looked confused like well i was out for my morning run and then i saw all these people and i just wanted to say listen to mojo in the morning and, <laughs> and so it went on tv they all saw it inside it was like a, they were so like proud that i used my little 15 seconds to shout them out right and, and then they started having me do stupid stuff after that um, like what's some of the dumb stuff on seven 11 day, I had to go fill up a kiddie pool of Slurpee and I bathed oh, yeah. in it. Yeah. That was, that what? was fun. Uh, <laughs> I have a question about that. Did you, mm -hmm. that's a, that's a lot obviously of Slurpee. What, um, did you like, how full could you get it? Like how, it, cause they run out too on seven 11 day. Yeah, it was. It was maybe it wasn't Seven Eleven day. It was whatever day. Like you bring in your own cup and you can fill oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring your own. Okay, yes, because it's it, it, right. Okay, yeah. And so I brought in the kiddie pool. I was like, "Listen, I saw your ad. You said bring in your own thing, and yeah. they let us do it." You know, I think we exchanged like, "Hey, we'll shout out your store." You're like, "Hey, we're yeah. here at the Seven Eleven on Updike Road." You know. Yeah. And, yeah. And so they were cool with it, and we filled that bad lad up. Had a couple <laughs> of straws, enjoyed it. <laughs> what that's that's a that's got to be fun so did you get to like help come up with these ideas at this point like are they like is it like a joint thing where you're both kind of pitching ideas for bits and things like that yeah a lot of time when it first started it was more like them like hey let's send and turn jack black to go do this and you know i was yeah. first to say like yes yeah. like my whole thing was i will not say no you know like <laughs> let's let's have him dress up as cupid and go to the gym and shoot bone arrows at people yes right and yeah. And so, like, anything, I was always down for it. Like, uh, when the Rio Olympics were happening, I got a Brazilian wax live on air. Oh, fun. Very fun. For, for you, for, for anybody watching the video, <laughs> right, not for right. me. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm guessing that's not one that you came up with. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually did because they were all going to Vegas, all like the members of the show. And I was just, you know, the interns don't get to do that. And I was like, yeah. I want to go with you to Vegas. Like I come here, I, I do all this stupid stuff for you. I wake up early in the morning. Let me come. Yeah. I will do this. I will do a Brazilian wax if you let me come to Vegas. And so that was the deal. 
Oh, so yeah, suddenly the budget was there. That's awesome. <laughs> exactly, right? Like you do something weird and all of a sudden there's money. Like I could have been getting paid. Well, not. I'm doing this for followers. What? Yeah. So at this point you're you're literally doing it for the experience. Like li- you're not getting a paycheck at all? I interns made $10 an hour and were capped at 10 hours a week. Okay. And I, I came in every day. I was yeah. like, you're like if I'm working on this show, I'm going to be coming in every day. Right? And it's and so I guess I, I worked a lot for free, but it was it was worth it. Yeah, yeah, you were building equity, right, in your right. name and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, how long were you at Mojo in the Morning? It was about three years, and then I okay. got a, a co-hosting job in Cleveland. Okay. Um, and I was really excited because, like, you know, a lot of you know, like, learning and working with Mojo in the Morning, who I grew up listening to, was unreal. And but yeah. now I finally had a chance to not be just like the guy swimming in Slurpee. I had a chance right. to like talk. And so it was a different experience that I was really looking forward to. And then it, it was different. Like I kind of, you know, got there and then realized like it was more fun being the guy back home. Yeah. It, it, I, I got more of a kick out of that than my situation there in Cleveland. What, what do you think? Do you, can you put your finger on like what it was? that was better about it for you? Was it just like a better fit? Yeah, I think it was a better fit. Like I wanted to entertain Mojo. I think it was that fact, like looking up to him and Spike and Shannon and everybody there and like having my, my friends listen was more like that pressure to do well and wanting to entertain them and go that extra mile to do something stupid. Where then in Cleveland, I kind of lost that motivation where like it wasn't there to, to do that for like the people I was around. And so I kind of yeah. like had a, like a, I lost myself almost like needed to like rediscover who I was. Yeah. It was, it was a trip. Well, cause you're, you're moving to a new city, right? Like your co-host is somebody that you probably don't know. Right. Have you, no. you meet them for the first time. Um, yeah. That's like a lot to sort of like get together with like your life and then like to have that come through on the air too. Yeah. What um yeah. I did want to ask wh- because I, what um what type of radio station was uh Mojo in the Morning on? Like was it like a top forty? Top forty. Yeah. Okay. And what and about the Cleveland, one in Cleveland? That was hot AC, which is basically top forty, but with kids in the car. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay. Um Okay. So how long were you in the in the Cleveland role before you're like, mm, this doesn't really seem like it's fulfilling? Like three weeks. Oh shit. Okay. It was, it was very, very soon that I realized like, Oh no, I'm in trouble. I'm locked into a two year contract. Here we go. Wow. Okay. So did you, you you had to write out the two years? Yeah, I had to write it out. You know, I was, cause I didn't want to, my first job, I didn't want to like bail right away or find a new job or get caught like applying for other jobs or something weird. So I, I, I toughed it out and then I finally got a new job in, in Phoenix that I was really pumped about uh, with an alternative station. So it was like right up my okay. alley and then the pandemic came. Okay. And so like Phoenix was like, so it was, it was going to be like a turnover, like right as like my contract was, ex- was ending in Cleveland, my new one would be starting. So it was going to be a smooth transition out. And then, you know, I signed everything the paperwork was done. And then every week Phoenix was like, let's give it another week. Let's give it another week. 
And so I was like, all right, well, I'm not handing in my two week notice yet until like, I know I'm good. Let, let's give it another week. Right. And then eventually the, the pandemic layoffs came and I was let go the day before I was going to hand in my two week notice. And then thankfully it, it all worked out so crazy that I was able to collect unemployment for a year and a half when I was one day away from quitting. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, it, did you move back to Detroit at that point? Yeah. So I kept, so even after that, I'm like, Phoenix is still happening. Just wait it, yeah. wait it out. I had already known I was leaving. So yeah, my, I knew my, my, uh, apartment lease was up. So I was like, all right, I'll go back to Detroit for a couple of weeks, live with my family. It'll be great to hang out with them before moving across the country. A couple of weeks turned to a, to a couple months. Time kept going by. And after like six months of like waiting, they finally got back to me like, Hey, this isn't going to work out. We don't have the money. The budget's gone. Like, we're sorry. This sucks. We even have to let people go on our end. Like, right. Bummer. And yeah, it was, it was shocking. It was disappointing, but living at home, if you're going to be a 30 year old living at home, <laughs> do it collecting unemployment. And like, yeah, it was great. Like, especially like the pandemic stuff. Like I was making twice as much unemployed as I was working. So I was like, wow. you know, this pandemic sucks. It sucks to be laid off, but I am better off for it. Right. So it was Jeez. really weird. Wow. When you guys are like working on creating a specific bit, right? Um, so this, not just at your, like in your current role, but anywhere that you've worked, how do you know, like, <laughs> or, or maybe you don't know is how it's going to land with like people that are just listening audio, right? Like, have you ever had something totally bomb, like the comedy, right? Oh, like yeah. where you're like, shit. Okay. And you oh, can tell yeah. in the moment you're like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> when, when your coworkers aren't laughing, when you're like, guys, I got this great idea. Just, just roll with it. And yeah. there's nothing. And they're like looking at you or even like, it's so bad. They have to say like, that was it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most of the time you kind of have a feeling like if you're laughing, chances are other people will laugh. Okay. But sometimes, you know, the idea can be so far fetched that it just doesn't land right at all. Like <laughs> I, I remember one time I had an idea where it was like, all right, I want to create like entrance music. So every time I come into the studio, we play this like theme song. And oh, so yeah, like, like wrestling. And yeah. So like <laughs> I made some like joke pitches where, you know, like at the time it, I was intern Jack Black and it was, you know, instead of baby come back, I made intern Jack Black. And like, I thought it was funny, like voice dubbed, they didn't laugh yeah. at all. <laughs> like, I think I'm convinced I left the studio that day and they were like, we need to let him go. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've jumped the shark with him. Wow. Okay. That sucks though. Cause it's like, you're, you're like totally all in on something and then to, yeah, yeah. to have it not land. Wow. Oh, it's horrible. And you have to sit there and they, then like they're not just going to let it go. Like then it becomes good radio to give you crap for your awful bit. And you just have to yeah. sit there and endure it and be like, you either fight for it and be like, I don't think it was that bad. Like, hey, listen right. again. <laughs> or, <laughs> or you just take it like, yeah, yeah, that was, that was bad. Well, I mean, you know, that's the thing. It's like, we all, I think for a lot of jobs, it's like, you can go in and not have a day where you're, or have a day where you're not like exactly firing on all cylinders. And for the most part, like you can kind of skate by like in a role like yours. I mean, the whole, everyone's <laughs> listening. Right. So like they hear it. Um, yeah. Wow. It, it, it's diff it, It's tough. It makes you, you know, I always say like in baseball, if you go one for three, you're an all-star. 
-hmm. In comedy, if you go one for three, you're probably getting booed off the stage. Right. Why can't we do baseball rules? If one out of three of my bits and jokes are good, that's a win. Yeah, that's a, yeah, absolutely. Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Melissa and the Melissa and Austin show for people listening outside of Chicago. Um, court is part of a morning show here. That's Melissa and Austin, um, on us 99.5, which is uh, a country radio station here. Um, and obviously that's like where I first met, I guess, met you air quotes, uh, was just <laughs> listening on air. Um, my first question is how early do you have to wake up to be on? Like you're, you're starting on the air at six, right? Yeah. So what time do you have to be there? <laughs> so Austin is there at 5 a.m. Shit. He wakes up at 4 a.m. Uh, I don't know what time Melissa wakes up, but she's there a little later, um, probably more like 5.30. I'm, I'm there kind of 5.30 as well. Uh, I push it. Every quarter <laughs> hour of sleep that I can get really matters. So like, yeah. I'm no longer a shower in the morning guy. So I, I push it to like, if I have my dog, it's 745. If my dog is back in Detroit, it's five and it's a wake up and go. There's no daily daily. I brush my teeth and I'm out the door. Like I've got it. I'm out the door in less than five minutes every day because I wow. need every minute I can get. Yeah. Well, and I think so that's uh, I, f- I follow both you and Austin on Twitter. Um, one thing I'm blown away by is like how fucking late you guys are up. Like for people that have to be in that early, <laughs> he's worse than I am there. I, I'm oh, usually yeah. pretty good. Like my rule of thumb is like, if I'm in bed at eight, that way, if I'm asleep by nine, I can still get like seven hours. So lately yeah. I've been pushing it back. Like I'm trying to be like in my bed at like seven. That way I can, if I'm asleep by eight, I can find a way to get eight hours of sleep, which is like, so rare yeah and so like (laughs) it's such a sacrifice like sometimes it's still sunny and i'm getting in bed sure sure yeah that won't last much longer right like in the winter it'll be (laughs) it'll be dark as you know at like four o'clock um (laughs) yeah austin will be on twitter at like midnight and i'm like dude like you're gonna oversleep tomorrow (laughs) he's a fan of like a lot of west coast like dodgers so he he stays up to watch the dodgers and i'm like oh man like i love sports too but i would never do that like I can yeah. check the score in the morning and be just fine. Right. Well, I, and I think that's like the unique challenge of working on a morning show, at least from a fan's perspective is like you, you guys are still expected to know all the stuff that's happening late at night. Cause it's like what people are going to talk about. So it's like dancing with the stars is something I'm following for the, one mm-hmm. of the first times this season. Like that doesn't even air until what, like eight o'clock. Maybe it's over at like nine. I don't know. It might even be on later than that. But like, you're expected to be able to talk about it the next day if that's something that you cover, you know? So it's like, but you also have to be at work at like 530. Um, did you know Melissa or Austin before, before like you joined this show or like? I had, I had heard of Melissa through, I have friends who work in Chicago. So I've like heard the name and stuff, but I uh, yeah. never met her, never met Austin. Uh, and it was blown away in like the interview process and like that they were like genuine and nice people. It was really attractive. Right. Yeah, because a lot of times so, interview people, radio people come off like fake or ego, and they were actually like really cool and funny. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even think about like what an interview is like at a radio station. That's <laughs> insane. Casual, probably. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, it's like similar to your your Cleveland or like what would have happened in Phoenix. Like, how do you get 
like, how do you, how is it to start to get to know people that you're like supposed to have this genuine chemistry with, right? Like people kind of like rely on you like a team, right? Um, like how, how has that been like trying to get to know each other while like, <laughs> while earning a uh, listenership? It, it is very tough because it's not just a team, you know, it's like a marriage is how it's always been described to me because you're spending more time with these people than you are your spouse, significant other, or anybody like right. that family. Uh, so it is very important. So it's the kind of thing where that's why I was so happy to see that Melissa and Austin would be easy to get along with. And they yeah. have been uh, because I've had situations where you didn't get along and then it affects the show. Like it's very hard to like fake getting along. Right. Like yes. there's already, <laughs> it's so hard to fake that. And so, but it is, you know, and it's one of the, where you have to talk about it early. Like, Hey, we all get along right now. Eventually we're going to fight. We're going to have sure. disagreements, but we just have to know it comes from a place of love and respect. And, yeah. and, you know, so like we haven't had anything like that yet, but it's going to happen. But I trust that they are mature enough and I'm close to mature enough where we'd be able to handle it. <laughs> Love the clarity. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to the five for five round. I'm here, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so this is a five for five round. It is famously named after the Arby's culinary deal of the 90s where you got five classic roast beef sandwiches for $5. Um, you are the guest, so I'll let you go first with your first question for me. You know, it's funny that we I, I mapped these out before we started talking, and we kind of went over it, but I don't think you gave your answer here. So who okay. is your Comedy Mount Rushmore. Ooh, Mount Rushmore is hard. I think you have to have um, Eddie Murphy on there. I would put Chelsea Handler on there. This is hard. Is anyone on the real Mount Rushmore? Were they like a terrible president? I mean, Jefferson had his, uh, he, I think he had slaves, I think. Okay. So questionable. The reason I'm asking is I think that one of the people that I would consider, and I have to defend this like right away, I feel like when I say this is Dane Cook. And the reason is, A, his delivery. He is very confident and has great stage presence. But he also, like, everything that he did, like, before the internet was, like, a thing to, her, like, harness fans, con like, co uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, his actual, like, material aside, like, he just changed a lot of the way that comedy went. So maybe I would put him on as a third... I don't think um, I'd be in comedy without him. So I, I respect that. I'm probably one of few people who would be with you there, but I'm with you. Yeah. I'm going to put Robin Williams on there too. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, and again, that would probably change if I answered it on a different day. It can some change of them, tomorrow. But like, yeah. But or today, even like later tonight. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Um, great question though. That's a, that's a great question. The other four My are hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Great. Um, my first question for you is you in your line of work get to see a lot of concerts. What's the best and worst concert that you've gotten to see? Through work specifically? No. <laughs> um, the best It doesn't concert, have to be. I got to see Brett Denon is my favorite artist. Um, and getting to see an intimate show with him was probably the best concert experience of my life. So I think that was cool. It was up close and personal. He even like, he recognizes me in the crowd now and like stops the show to talk <laughs> to me, which is really cool. That's very the cool. The worst show, I was so bummed because I was such a Kid Cudi fan 
And then I went and saw him and it was just a bad experience. Like you could have hit play on the CD back home and turned a light show on and it would have been the same oh, thing. It, wow. it was just bad. It just wasn't yeah. worth the night. So that, that always stuck with me as really disappointing. Yeah. That is, that's always a letdown when you like hype it up right in your head and then you get there and you're like, damn. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like right away, like this is not going to be good. We still have an hour and a half yeah. left of this. Uh Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, great answers though. Um, all right. It's time for your second question for me. All right. So a lot of these fast food joints now are doing like meals for celebrities, you know, the Nelly meal, the, yeah, the yeah. Uh, Travis Scott meal at McDonald's. If you were given a meal from a fast food joint, what yeah. would it be? Um, does it, so it would have to be limited to one restaurant. It's I can't like mix items from multiple restaurants. No. So it, it's like a $5 meal, it's like, but you can, you can mix and match. Right. But it's like all from the McDonald's menu. No. 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 Oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> okay. They made a big um, deal for you. Yeah, yeah, they did. Well, spare no cost. Um, we, okay, so I would start with uh, mozzarella sticks from Arby's. Um, just the small, the small order. Um, but I think those are the best fast food uh, item, like appetizer item out there, period. They are good. Um, and then I would add French fries from um probably uh i want some crinkle cuts man um <laughs> i'm trying to think i'm gonna say culver's but they got to be fresh okay. um and then i would absolutely like top it off with um let's see i need a real good burger like a nice it's it's gotta be I'd, probably a whopper um, but it's gotta have like something special on it. So like <laughs> I would probably add like some kind of maybe like onion rings or something on it. I respect that. They do that in France. Oh really? I went to You're McDonald's so and I had <laughs> <laughs> during my one of my one of my many trips to Paris, I... <laughs> uh my second question for you is what's the dumbest thing you've ever done to gain the attention of someone that you found attractive? Uh, the first thing that comes to my, well, I should, I should say I've done a lot. When I met Milady, <laughs> my girlfriend who I've been dating for five years, I was wearing a kilt that night. Okay. So that's a little background on me, but the, the dumbest that I can remember was me and my buddy were, we were probably in like freshman in high school or something. And we were at a putt-putt course and you know, every putt-putt course has that gross little pond. Oh Yeah. I thought it would be really cool to take my shirt off and jump in the pond in front of this girl to get her attention. I got a uh, leech. <laughs> it became a serious no issue. No date. No, no date. We, didn't even, we didn't even talk. She didn't come over to say what's up to the guy who jumped in the gross pond, I guess. Did you, how did you envision that going? Like, were, <laughs> did you shout something at her? Like when you were doing it? Like, yeah. Like, I think, you know, there was like a, here we go or something, you know, like <laughs> to make sure she looked and saw the guy jumping into the lake. Like for some reason I thought that would come off like cool or like, Ooh, look at that bad, that bad boy. It yeah. was just gross. <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't feel so bad then. Uh, cause that's, I've, I've never done anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, awesome. Well, it's time for your third question for me. 
What do you hate that everyone else loves? Ooh. Uh, that everyone loves candy corn. You think everybody loves candy corn? Oh, wait, no. I got that. I got totally mixed up. What do I <laughs> hate? Sorry, that everyone else. Star, uh, Star so you Wars? actually like candy corn. I love candy corn. Okay, so love Star it. Wars. You don't yeah. like. You're a self. You call yourself a nerd. We, you said that in the nerd. beginning. Yeah. And you're a nerd who does not like Star Wars. It's true. I, so here's what I'll say I tried to watch, I never got into it like as a kid. And then as an adult, like, you know, when they started making the prequels and stuff like that. Um, I've never actually seen one of the movies full, like start to finish. So I tried to go before the prequels came out, they like re-released the original in the theaters. And it's like one of my friends who is a nerd was like, <laughs> you should come and try, like, you know, maybe you'll like it now. It's been years or whatever. I fell asleep in the theater and I'm just like, this is just not for me. Like I fucking hate Star Wars. Like I, I can't get into it. I don't know. It's like, it, to me, it's a big commitment and it's, it's just so nerdy. I, yeah. And look, I, everybody has their own nerdy shit. Like I literally watch men in tights do choreographed fighting. Like that's nerdy. Okay. So you're, you're more the wrestling nerd. Than- I'm a wrestling nerd and a, and a comedy nerd, uh, and a band nerd. I played in band and stuff. Okay. Just not star Wars. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say Star Wars is something I hate that a lot of should not everybody, but a lot of people love. Um, no, I think that's good. Yeah, but uh, sorry, I totally got mixed up. But I do love candy corn, so <laughs> I think that's almost weirder. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is about your, the Valentine you, hearts? Um, like the chalky ones. The chalky ones. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, yeah. I have this. Um, it's a very unpopular opinion for candy. Um, I am very much a traditionalist, like. With candy canes, give me the fucking peppermint, red and white candy canes. I don't want fucking nerds flavored star butters shit. Like same with jelly beans. <laughs> I want the regular jelly beans, the nasty black licorice ones I can fucking throw out. Like I don't want <laughs> starburst jelly beans, jelly belly, none of that shit. Like give me the traditional candy. Like it has a finite window in the year, and that's when it's like that's what it's there for. It has a very great purpose, and don't fuck it up. Like that's how I feel. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, so I, I like it. the candy hearts. Um, I like the chalky hearts. I like uh, jelly beans, regular candy canes, candy corn. Am I missing any major holiday? I think that's probably mm. it. I think you got them all. Yeah, we need a su- we it. need something in the summer. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sorry, you struck a nerve though. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very much into the traditional only candy. I'll eat it all, except for that, except for the stuff you like. I'll eat any candy except for the ones you like. Really? Yeah, no chalkiness, none of the candy corn. Mm -mm. It can be the pumpkins or the triangle ones. No. Wow. So I don't really like the pumpkins. Those, like, actually, it's not, it's just like that I think they hurt my teeth. Like, there's so much sugar in them because they're, like, bigger and thicker. Like, when I take a bite, I feel like my teeth hurt. Yeah, I, that's how I feel with both of those. Yeah. Oh yeah, regular candy corn, and I do like the. Is it the br- the one with the brown too instead of the yellow? Yes. At the bottom, I like that mm-hmm. too. Nope. I guess that's a little bit of a variation, but yeah. <laughs> it, if 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 you all get candy corn uh, for Halloween or the this fall season, and you don't want it, you can send it my way. Just send me a DM. I'll send you my address. You can mail it over. I'll take it <laughs> off your hands. I'm gonna remember that because I'm not eating it. <laughs> uh, my third question for you 
is if you could be a contestant on any competition show, so that could be like a game show, a reality competition show like Big Brother, which one would you pick and why? Wow. You know, I, I watch a lot of them, but my problem is, like, I love Naked and Afraid, okay. but I can't think of anybody I know who would do worse and be more uncomfortable doing it than myself. <laughs> On that show specifically? Oh, yeah. Like that, you know, Survivor, love watching it. Oh, I would get eliminated first day. Like, I'm uncomfortable. I want to go home. Yeah. All right, we need to get rid of this guy. Um, yeah. So if, if I could pick any, it would be... I, I mm, and does it have to be a game or can it be a reality show? Uh, as long as there's a competition aspect. A competition aspect. So I mean, it could also be like a game show, like Wheel of Fortune or like Jeopardy or Price is Right or oh, any of those. I, I've applied for Jeopardy. I, I want okay. to be on Jeopardy. I, you know, I am educated. I enjoy yes. watching the show, um, and I, I do well when I play along with it. And so I've, I've applied. I felt like I nailed my, my audition thick quiz thing they give you. And then I think my personality would be so unique on there where it would almost be like, you know, SNL. Where I would yeah. love to pull off, you know, the, the Burt Reynolds or, you know, the Turd Ferguson right. and kind of mess with them. And I think I think I would be an amazing contestant for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could start a campaign for that. Let's. Uh... Let's circle back on that. I think there. I think there's. You could probably. I could see you on Jeopardy, and I could see you doing well on there. Right. Like, um, even I, I. My goal would. I just want to make it to double Jeopardy or to to final Jeopardy. I want to be able to participate. So yeah, I need yeah. to be in positive money by that point. So I need to get one question right, and then just sit there and, and joke around. Yeah. But but I, I would like to try to win too. I just don't want to end up in the negative. So if I got on, yeah, I would have to do whatever I could to make sure I don't dip into the negs. Yeah. Yeah, Jeopardy. I'm not smart enough to be on Jeopardy, so that would I would. Uh, I'll, but I'll, I'll throw all my support behind getting you on Jeopardy. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, what is? Uh, it's time for your fourth question for me. <laughs> we all have done job interviews. What's yeah. the strangest question you've been asked in a job interview? Uh the strangest question. So, in uh, it, can it be any of the round of interviews? You know how like sometimes there are yeah. multiple rounds. Okay, okay. So I went for like a preliminary interview at a company, um, and the first round went well because they had me back for a second round, and uh, or or they were toying with me. I don't know, <laughs> um, but I came back for the second round, and um, somebody mentioned and asked me about. Uh, some of my online content. So back up. Yeah. It, <laughs> um, it was like, I had tried to pitch a reality show back in like 2011 or 2012. Um, and so there are like videos and stuff out there if you like dig deep enough. Um, and, and it's not like, I don't think it's, I, I'm not like embarrassed by it or anything like that, but you know, it's not, um, it's probably not a fit for every company, the content and then things like, you know, Twitter, whatever. Um, but this was specifically around the reality show and they said something like would you be willing to like scrub the internet of this of this content like for this job uh or for this company and i was like mm, absolutely not like for me the answer was no so i told them no but like in my <laughs> head i'm thinking like i don't want to go work somewhere where like i can't be my own person outside of work you oh, know yeah. what i mean 
Mm -hmm. Um, So that was like a huge red flag for, I know red flags have been big on the internet in the last week. Um, (laughs) That was a huge red flag for me, but I, and I thought it was a very strange way to bring up something that they had obviously already found. Right. And like investigated. So, um, I mean, they should have known if I was a fit or not also by then. So (laughs) we like you, but can you take this down? Cause other people might not like you if they see this. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't really know what was behind it. Like I said, it's not like, it's not terrible. It's not like terrible content. I mean, the quality <laughs> is probably, is probably questionable and subjective of like this the, the idea. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this is a terrible pilot. Why did you ever produce this? Um, I actually would have rather them just said that, but I'm proud of it. I still stand by it. I have DVD copies. If anybody wants them, a few lingering. I love that yeah. you said no. Yeah, I said no. Like, Why? Come yeah, on, I'm I not need taking this that job, down. but no. Yeah, I you know for this specific interview too, I already had another. I was already in a job that was very like I was happy in. Okay. Um, so it wasn't like I wasn't in like dire straits to to need that to land that interview. Okay. It was more like it was more like a first date. Like we were feeling each other out, and clearly, <laughs> it wasn't a good. It fit. wasn't meant to be. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, my fourth question for you is if you were homeless and you had to, you had to get food, would you rather beg for money or food or steal the food? Well, if I was homeless, I mean, what's the worst thing that happens if you get caught stealing, you get to spend a night with a bed. So I I would probably try to steal it. Is it maybe like, maybe the first, you know, day or two I would try to, cause I actually have gone out and on the streets and um, tried to tell jokes in exchange for change. Okay. Like, hey, yeah, give me a quarter and I'll tell you a joke. And uh, I ended up making like a, a dollar. Okay. Um, so I'm, I have no shame. I don't mind begging for money. I, I don't mind it. But I think I would rather steal it. That way I can either, I can get what I want. Or worst come to worst, I get a bed that night. Yeah. Yeah, I had the same thought like when I was thinking of when I like thought of this question, I was like, I don't know, for like I wouldn't want to beg necessarily. I mean, I would, obviously if I needed to. Um, but then I was like, oh, if I could just steal and like go to jail, I'm probably going to get food and a bed. So <laughs> Sure. I mean, things, yeah. I'm homeless. You know, what, yeah. what am I missing out on? Right, right. <laughs> Plus, I mean, I so what f- mm, Now that's a whole separate question. Okay. Good answer what though. What were you going to say? Like, where would you. I steal from? Well, I was going to say, like, if you're at a 7-Eleven and you had to steal one, like, what would you steal? What would you try to steal? Because you want to get, you're going to get caught, right? Like, you want it to be worth it. That's a great point. You'd probably have to go for something on the spinning little wheels. Mm. You know, something warm. Because I need a meal. I can't go for, like, a Butterfinger. I need something that's going to give me sustenance and and be worth stealing. So, yeah, I guess I would probably... Go for something on the spinning wheel. Like if they have corn dogs, that would be fantastic. Love a good corn dog. Or you'd oh, have to go doesn't. in the back and just crack open like a, a tall boy and just pound it. Yeah. Not even, st- you know, just right there. You know, you're going to get in trouble. Just do it. Do you just start eating the thing like right there by the roller or do you try to like walk out with it and eat it somewhere else? I would, I, you'd first try it, you know, if you can, you know, you got to, you know, really check out who's working behind the counter. A- am yeah. I faster than them? Are they busy? Um, could I kick their ass? And, and, you know, stuff like that. And if I think they could take me, you know, if I know I'm getting caught, you just grab and eat there. Otherwise, I think I could be sneaky and, you know, like ask for a pack of cigarettes from behind and they like, turn their back and then you grab it. So yeah. I guess, mm, you know, maybe candy would be easier. I think you'd be easier to steal it, but I would yeah. prefer the better meal. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're at a place where you're already stealing just to survive, you're probably going to want, like you said, like one of those hot dogs that have been there for a couple hours. Right. You go big. Yeah, absolutely. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that decision. Awesome. It's time for your fifth question for me. So my last question was, what was the most interesting question you have gotten in an interview? And now this question is the most interesting question I have gotten in an interview that I will now be asking you. Oh, Okay. What question do you wish I had asked? I love that. I love that question. Um, I have asked it, honestly, on this podcast a couple of times. <laughs> and one person was like, nothing. And I was like, nothing? Like, there's nothing you wanted me to ask you? In the um, interview, I, I told him, when can you start is what I wanted you to ask me. Yeah. How much oh, money do you good. want? Yeah. That's good. Um, okay. But I'm thinking of this in the terms of like our conversation today so far. Yes. Okay. Or something um, I didn't ask you that you'd like to brag about or something. It's your turn. <laughs> you know that I would have already just brought it up at this point. <laughs> I, just, I just like slide shit in. Um, let's see. I, um, I do like that people ask a lot about like wrestling and fast food because those are two things that I'm very passionate about. No one has really ever asked me much about boy bands. And that's like another that's a big passion of mine. Um, I have seen you tweet about 98 degrees. Yes. Yeah. yeah yes, you have. Uh, <laughs> and you still will. Um, yeah. So nobody like it usually comes up in this next round in the Fast Friends Fortune Teller because we talk a little bit about like picking a boy band for a playlist. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, but but uh, yeah, I you know, I would love to um, talk about actual like boy bands sometime. So it's 98 degrees your favorite. 90 Degrees is my, yes, my favorite boy band. I don't think that they're, Nick, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. I don't think that they're the best boy band, but they're my favorite boy band. One of them follows me on Twitter. I don't remember which one. It's not Nick. No, Nick doesn't have time to follow people on Twitter. And is Nick's brother in it? It's not the brother. It's not the brother. So it's got to be Jeff. Jeff. J. Jeff, it was a J. Jeff, they're all J's. Oh, are they? No, <laughs> Why the rest they do of them. Are, that? There's Justin, oh, not Nick, Drew. N- no, Nick, Drew, and then Jeff and Justin. Okay. Justin, uh, Jeff. Jeff seems like somebody that would follow you. Okay. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how it happened. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, he's another person that I've emailed about coming on the show. I'm sure he's just got, they're on tour right now. I'm sure they're just oh, too they busy. Wouldn't, they wouldn't respond to you. That's what I saw you tweeting about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that O-Town did that too. O-Town just oh, didn't. That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. I do like O-Town also. My, yeah, but in, uh, 90 Degrees is for sure my favorite. Uh, and, and it, again, a lot of it is the tie to Cincinnati. Um, oh, and, yes. Yeah. I mean, Nick Lachey is probably like, um. I would like jump in the line of uh, danger for Nick Lachey to protect his life. <laughs> He's a handsome man. His, uh, there, is there anything he can't do? I haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I've got nothing there. Yeah. What a guy. He's what a guy. And all just an all around like normal, amazing celebrity with a heart. Patient. Of, yeah. Yeah. Very patient, as witnessed on some of his TV shows. The voice of an angel, let's be honest. Patience and the voice of an angel, is those are ways I would describe Nick Lachey. <laughs> I can't fight you yeah. on it. Yeah. No, no, not through the screen. 
Um, okay, my last question for you in this round is, if you could have a psychic tell you how you were going to die, would you want to know? Yeah. I, I'm a pretty careful guy as it is. Like, I don't want to do anything that could lead to death. Like, you know, you, I will never be the guy who goes skydiving. I, I won't bungee jump. Uh, I feel like my feet are meant to be on the ground. Yeah. So you could tell me, but I, I know it'll probably be something due to, like, my poor health or something. <laughs> so I, I can hear it. Like, I already know. Like, yeah, Court, you needed to lose weight. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fast food's going to kill you. I already yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, this is a total aside, but one of your, I think one of your goals that you had set on, on the air was to uh, not eat, was it not eat fast food for a week, a week. Okay. How did that, how did that go? Horrible. Amongst friends. Okay. I was going to say, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've reported back to Austin and Melissa. They forgot the, about it. We, we, we oh. talked about these goals and we never addressed them again. So I, I'm comfortable telling you, we, we set those goals on Monday. Yeah. I got fast food on Monday. What did you get? What was the, what, what Taco was the, Bell. oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I needed nice. it. Like, I really like, I don't like going shopping. I've been so busy the past like couple of weeks where it's like, yeah, I, I need this fast food. I don't feel like going to the grocery store. I don't have time right now. So I would say probably like three times last week, I probably had fast food. Okay. Three, you know, that's not, that's not five. No, no. It's better than average. Yeah. You're talking to somebody who literally could write a memoir called Diet Starts Monday. <laughs> like it's a, every fucking week we we say that in our house. And then by Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm like, I'm right with you. I'm, I'm sitting in the drive through at Arby's like waiting on those Mott sticks. Uh, awesome. Hilarious. Well, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for playing the five for five round. Uh, the last round is the paper fortune teller, the fast friends fortune teller. I've been so, excited uh, about this. Me too. Me too. And alliteration. I, uh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, we gotta, we, it's hashtag branding. Um, <laughs> so what I'll do is ask you a couple of different questions that will get us to finally reveal an activity that'll be ask me anything, truth or dare, never have I ever, or two truths and a lie, depending on Ooh. your answers. One of those will be the activity that we play. Bring um, it on. So in the scenario, we're on a road trip for mm -hmm. this entire scenario. So you and I, it's just you and I in a car, um, just two handsome men, driving through <laughs> Illinois <laughs> on our way to Joliet. I don't know. I don't know where we're going. Uh, but so of course I ask you, the first question is, uh, back to my boy band love. If, um, if I ask you to turn on a boy band playlist, would you start off by playing Backstreet Boys in sync one direction or 98 degrees? I'd probably start it. You know, growing up, I was more of a Backstreet Boys guy, but like today I think in sync probably had better music. Yeah. Um, so I think I would probably go in sync because I think they would have more stuff I would like to listen to than Backstreet Boys. Okay. Is there a but specific song you would want to start with? I mean, that's not part of the game, but I'm just curious. Oh, we could just start from the top of No Strings Attached album and just go from Ugh, there. We'll that just album. play it through. So good. <laughs> so, so Bye 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 would be the first then, if yes. we're going in order of the album. Okay, we stopped <laughs> for snacks. We stopped for snacks, uh, and you can, you're picking a snack. Do you pick, of the four, Cheez-Its, Corn Nuts, Milk Duds, or Sour Patch Kids? Sour Patch Kids. Okay. Do you have a favorite color? Are they different flavors? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess if you want to get really technical, I, I prefer the watermelon Sour Patch Kids. Okay. The ones that are shaped right. like watermelon. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. have a okay. favorite flavor. Okay, got it. So the last question is, we're stopping at an exit to get dinner. 
in a drive through of course, because um, we don't dine in during COVID. <laughs> what do you do? We go through the drive through at Wendy's, McDonald's, Arby's, or Burger King. Oh, we go Wendy's. I love Wendy's. Okay. I think you had mentioned earlier that um, there's no. What did you say? There's no better burger than um, was it the Whopper? I love the Whopper. Because I would say there's no better the the JBC the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger as far as like value menu burgers yeah. go it cannot be topped. No, you're right. And then when they throw it in for the four for four, like what a deal when you get that nugs, fries, and a drink. I'm huge on the four for four. I love the biggie bag. Oh yeah. I, again, I think yeah. it's the alliteration that gets me. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think Wendy's. Wendy's. Wendy's has great burgers, like the fresh, never frozen. Like the burgers do taste really mm-hmm. good. Um, I like the, I like sort of the toppings and sort of the consistency of the Whopper, but Wendy's is has a great like burger. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. So, and the square. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just different, right? <laughs> um, I had a spicy chicken for dinner last night. Actually, that's their best sandwich. I, you know, like all yeah. these new ones. You know. Popeye's coming out and KFC getting the new crispy chicken, Burger King having the Mc, the chicken king. The best one is still Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. What, the number six or oh, seven? Do you think? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so I think good. it's the number I think the Popeye's one is better. Okay, well, Popeye's is probably the best. Yeah. But I would, but, but I would put it's Wendy's good, above, yeah. almost above, like, I can't oh, quite yes. say Chick-fil-A. So Popeye's and Chick-fil-A are one, two. But then after that, Wendy's. And they yeah, could give Chick-fil-A a run for their money. I agree. I would actually, I would go Wendy's over Chick-fil-A for number two for me, but actually Chick-fil-A wouldn't even be in my top 10. Really? It, probably, it probably, it makes my top. They're good. But once I had the the Popeyes for the first time, I was oh, like, yeah. I'm never going back to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The activity behind Wendy's is two truths and a lie. So in this uh, instance, I will ask you to tell me three statements, two of which are truths and one is a lie. And I will try to guess which one you're lying about. I'm trying to think of some that I have not brought up on air because I know you listen to the show and I think we've played this game. Oh, probably. But if it makes you feel better, uh, my uh, commute in is usually about an hour and then I go straight into meetings. So <laughs> even if it's been on, there's a good chance that I may not have heard it. And I have a terrible memory. So, um, okay. I mean, unless it's something you and I have talked about, I probably won't remember it. Okay. I made it to the final round of real world auditions but then was not cast because i was too unattractive Mm. in high school my band opened for dirks bentley my favorite celebrity is seth rogan seth rogan okay so one of those is a lie um oh my god uh The Seth Rogen one seems true to me, even though he hasn't come up. That just, in my mind, checks out. The real world thing is throwing me because I'm like, if that was the reason that they were going to reject you, I don't think that, like, they would even have you come through, like, to the final round. And, like, MTV is very vain. Like, they know what the fuck they're looking for in a casting call. But then I also have a hard time believing the Dirks Bentley thing because I know a lot of times his own band opens as Hot Country Nights. But I don't know how long that's been going on. Hmm. 
I'm going to guess that the Dirks Bentley thing is a lie. That's correct. That is a lie. That's the lie. I have no band. I've never had a band. I cannot play an <laughs> instrument. Okay. Uh, so wait, they really said that to you in the real world? Uh, yeah. So they they got me a plane. They were going to fly me out for these final. I was told I'm one of, I think it was like 30. It was 15 or 30 people. And then I they like gave me the flight info and everything. Like, hey, hey we're going to be, not quite the info. They said, hey, we're, stand by. We're sending you the flight info. And, you know, it should be coming today. I waited a day. It didn't come. I waited another day. It didn't come. I waited a week. Still nothing. And I checked in eventually. Like, hey, I never got this. What's going on? And it was like, yeah, you know, the the producers didn't think you quite were good looking enough. I can't remember. <sighs> I tried to find the email. And I can't find it. But it, it was definitely like your looks weren't good enough. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, like. It, it Do you was, know what it was season crushing. it uh, What city they, it was? It, they were going back to Seattle. It was like 2016. Okay. okay. And just wow. soul crushing. Yeah. That is really fucking mean. <laughs> and they, I, like, I'm more offended that they like ghosted me. Like, I, I would rather uh, yeah. hear everything like the first time. Like, hey, you know, we're moving on. We're not sending you out there. Not like, hey, your your flight's coming. And then right. nothing. It was really weird. Well, yeah, that's that's weird to me. Like, like I said, because like, I feel like that's one of those things. I mean, look, I, I know, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get a membership at the Soho House in Chicago because you have to <laughs> submit a headshot. Like, they would look at me and be like, "Nope." <laughs> so that's fine, and that's fine, right? Like, that's part of their thing. They like curate this like look and aesthetic, and I don't fit it, and that's fine. But like. MTV does the same thing. So, like, why would they even fucking, like, mess with you? That's so and mean. Th- exactly. Like, I, it's not like I somehow got uglier as the auditions went on. <laughs> and, like, I entered as a joke. Like, I was just, you know, trying to be funny at these things and just being, like, the wild guy. And, you know, I was I had just started being on the radio. So I had, like, these stories. And, and they yeah. really liked it. And then it, it was my appearance. But it's like, and I knew from the beginning, like, you look at real world guys and they're all hunks. Like, I do not look like a real world. <laughs> Even like the weirder, real, like real world guys are still like attractive. And, and I did not fit that mold. So I thought it was weird that I kept advancing and advancing and coming in for another meeting that I had to have a Zoom with my mom and like she had to talk to them. And that went well. And I made it to the next thing. And it, it was really crazy. Like, I was like, holy cow, this is going to happen. And then I got the, the flight and then nothing. Wow. Well, I wish you would have been on the real world. I think that would have been fun. Um, it would have been maybe, a great time. Maybe you can, that can be a part of your videos that you start now. Like you could do some sort of a, I think like, uh, I could really get into like moving into a nursing home early, probably like in the next 10 years. And I would be like the <laughs> life of the nurse. Like it doesn't have to be a nursing home. It could be like a retirement community. Um, but I think my wife and I would be like big hits. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My problem is like I'm 30 now. Like I think I was 25 when I auditioned, and even then I remember thinking like I'm gonna be the oldest one there. Yeah. At 25, yeah. I'm the old man now. Like 30. And the funny, I still have like all, like the interview girls like number and stuff in my phone. I always think about reaching out, be like, what happened? What right. happened to us? Do you want to call Please. her now? <laughs> okay. Okay. So if you're listening at home, 
Court tried to call Jessica. She didn't answer the phone. Nobody answers their phone anymore. So uh, we'll try. Well, maybe we'll try some other time. I don't know. But uh, I would love to get her on and ask, like, put her on the spot and understand why she turned you down. That would be so funny. Yeah, I mean, let's do it. Let's I do really it. am down. And maybe, uh, maybe we'll have to like start like a text or tweet uh, something with her first, so she knows that it's like a re- you know, because I don't answer my phone ever unless it's like my mom. Especially my out wife. of different area codes, no chance. Oh yeah. Yeah, no way. No way. (laughs) Oh, man. That sounds fun. Let's do that for sure, though. Um, Okay, so this is where everything comes down to this moment in the podcast court. This is um, the friend request. So in the vein of the Facebook cesspool, I'm probably going to get a lawsuit for saying that because I say it every week. Um, (laughs) If Logan Cummins has sent you a friend request based on our time that we spent together, would you confirm or delete the friend request? I'm confirming. Hell yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. And if we want to go back in time, I, I'd throw you on the top eight. Has anybody said no? Like, uh, I don't think I don't think we're, we're a good fit. Thanks for having me on. But no, not yet. No, um, I did have one person that said that they would have to think about it for a couple of days, but they would probably. And it was it was mostly out of the vein of like making me sweat it out. Uh, and then they said, that, but I would probably accept you and then delete my account. <laughs> But I think he was just being, I don't know, maybe he was being facetious. I'm not sure. No one said no yet. I have, I've often wondered if so far this hasn't happened, but like if I didn't, if I felt like I didn't even want to send their friend request, like how would I handle that at the end of the episode? Good point. Because like it's, that's a two way street, right? Like, I don't know. That hasn't happened either yet. So it's an interview. It's between two, not an intra view. You know, it's not a one way. Absolutely. It goes both ways. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your fun stories. Uh, and and uh, thank you for being my friend. If you are listening at home uh, and you want to tell Court and I what we should do the first time that we hang out, you can either tweet either of us. Um, you can text the podcast directly at 872-267-2735. Um, Court, do you want to plug any of your your social stuff or anything else? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Court Freeman, but on Instagram, it's at Court Freem because somebody else has it. I've <gasps> been, I've emailed her, and I've been, I've offered money. I've offered to pay her like hundreds of dollars to get it. Hundreds. I've to, yeah, I offered two hundred dollars, and she hasn't gotten back wow. to me. I said I would donate to her favorite charity, a charity of her choosing, and I can't get a response. Is it Jessica? You know what? Maybe she got it. <laughs> like, hey, this guy's gonna be on Real World one day. I better take his Instagram. <laughs> Oh, never mind. He can have it back now. <laughs> Wait, did, so do you message her on Instagram? Does she read the message? Can you tell? Oh, no, I've never messaged her on Instagram. I, I just have her phone oh. number. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> I, no, I'm sorry. I meant the person that you're trying to get the handle from. Not oh, Jessica. I'm sorry. I thought you were Jessica. <laughs> um, yes, so I, I have messaged her on Instagram. I, I know her email, so I've sent emails. Um. Oh, my gosh. And no responses. So I'm I'm going to keep trying because I, I yeah. would literally pay two hundred dollars. That way I don't yeah. have to say I can say at Court Freeman all over except for yeah. at Court Freeman, except for on Instagram at Court Freem. Yeah, I just want it to be in unison. I don't want to have to change yeah. all of them to Court Freem because then she's going <laughs> to claim Court Freeman on Twitter. Yeah, so just, absolutely. Court, if you're listening, other Court Freeman, I will pay you for that handle. Absolutely. And I'll, yeah, if you're listening in Chicago. You can listen to Court um, and, well, Melissa and Austin and sometimes Court uh, as like a novelty <laughs> uh, between 6 and 9 on US 99.5, 99.5, or on the Odyssey app. Yeah. You know your stuff. 
Hell yeah, I do. I'm researched. <laughs> I do my own research. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh, yeah, boy. I know. I know. I know. I know. Awesome. It's a well, thank you for choice. coming on. It is a personal choice. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Court. I uh, can't wait to hang out with you in real life. <laughs> I, we, we're going to. It's happening. I know. We got that road trip. Remember to Juliet. <laughs> awesome. Have a great day, man. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fast Friends Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all-new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.